snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, another fun-filled edition of Sports Done Right here on the SME platform. Um, waiting for Reggie to fix some audio stuff here. And thank you for joining us, Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you live here. And Reggie, if you can hear me, we're still getting some feedback on your end, sir. Wow. Just, yeah, it sounds like it's just kind of low vibration there. Um going, but my um, wonderful Mac laptop. Alrighty, well, we'll roll with it. Anyway, folks, thank you again. Sports done right here, as I said, on SME, Doug Stewart's uh, Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. want to thank Reggie for coming through again. So, Reggie, first off, let me introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Dollars and Cents, otherwise known as Reggie Lawrence. What's happening? Good evening, Vince Wright, the big smooth. How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. I am doing well. Um, first off, before we get started here and talk about your woeful Pittsburgh Steelers all of a sudden, man, I don't know what's going on up in Pittsburgh. Mm, what was it? Uh, one game? Ah, relax. Um, we're still in first place, so we can get into that. You know me. I ain't going to jump shit, but there are some interesting things I love to chat about. That's for sure. Definitely right. Again, folks, Little sawed off, his team is going down. And Big Ben, oh yeah, Big Ben, what'd you say? He's done for what, three weeks? Well, yeah, they said three, well, they didn't give a timetable. What they did was uh, he chose the procedure to shave his meniscus so he'll come back sooner. And what's interesting, that's the procedure your boy AP chose not to do. And I think that got people upset, yeah. He chose a you know a complete repair, and uh, looks like Ben is going to do some sort of uh, slightly you know less evasive procedure. So I would say probably three weeks. Um, they have a bye week after this week coming up versus the Pat, so probably three weeks. Cool, man. By the way, all you Vikings fans out there, our boys are back this week. And by the way, they're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. So all kinds of subplots going on there with the quarterbacks. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, we got, Reg, I got some lines here for straight out of Vegas um, we can get into next week. Uh, NFL games here. And also, I printed out an article here. I didn't have a lot of time here. You know, this new job in the training has got a brother busy, man. But there was um, an article from the Star Tribune, the local paper here in Minneapolis, Reg, and uh, ex-Packer and Vikings wide receiver Greg Jennings gives his two cents on what he thinks is wrong and what's going on over in Green Bay with the quarterback situation. And just in a nutshell, 
He's what well, basically what he's saying, my man, is finally people are starting to put it on the quarterback where they used to deflect off the quarterback before. Mm. And I can bring off some quotes from that a little later on. Uh, he appeared on that uh, Fox Sports One show with um, Skip, undisputed. Yeah, but the, the, did he say anything as to um, what's possibly the issue, though? I mean, I understand that, you know, Rodgers has been pretty much uh, walking away scot-free as he turning into the next Brett Favre, but there's got to be some other stuff going no, on. No, they just know what he – well, I guess we can talk about now. Rodgers – or excuse me, Jennings said basically here that the national media for the first time is really starting to point fingers – at a guy who's in a sense been entitled, hasn't had to really worry about answering his critics, and maybe doesn't know how to deal with it the best way. And now, you know, Uh. it's kind of coming home that way with him. So all of a sudden now you got uh, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's part of why he's not Aaron Rodgers right now. Well, I got a feeling they're going to get rid of uh, the coach before Aaron Rodgers. And he always has been a jerk. Um, I, I definitely understand what you're saying when it comes to him being able to get away with it. But, you know, that's that's pretty standard. Right, Vince? Like when you're doing well and, and you're winning, you get a longer rope. You start losing and then, you know, people start questioning you a little bit. You're not as Teflon anymore. Yeah, definitely true. And, um, you know, one of the things also. Again, he's had so so much success out there, and he really hasn't been held to the carpet on the bad play here. That actually goes back into last year as well, Reg. So um, we'll see how it plays out in Green Bay. But I just thought, you know, interesting here because Greg Jennings in his retirement has uh, definitely not held any punches back, so to speak, when speaking on his uh, former team. And that also includes his time here in Minnesota as well. So, um, you know, I don't know, man. I Greg Jennings – I'm not a big, big uh, Aaron Rodgers fan, to be honest with you. But, you know, I don't see anybody better than him. So, you know. Yeah, nobody's saying that. But it was just funny because Greg Jennings had his best, best, you know, the best part of his career was with Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) You know, and I'm just looking at the stats real quick. He was 1,000 yards between 2008 and 2010. So, yeah, three years. And he also got a ring with him. So, what about the fact is that I thought Lacey's was supposed to have lost weight. That dude is looks huge again. You know, I mean, I that, noticed that too. Okay, all right, him, and you know, <laughs> and we know. I mean, when you're bigger, you're gonna have ankle issues. I think they just traded for uh, Niles. Niles Davis is that his name? Uh, they just got right. him from Kansas City. So, wh- who hasn't Brett? Fa- or excuse me, um, who hasn't Aaron Rodgers made look better as far as a receiver? You know, once they've either been there and they've left. So the defense doesn't look the same either. But, uh, yeah, there's something going on up there. But um, he deserves to take some heat finally. I agree. But, I'm, you know. Well, you know, the the boys out in Vegas got the Packers at a nine-point favorite. So, um, well, you know, they're, they're playing the Bears next week. So we that's where the big spread comes from. You know, Chicago uh, looks putrid as usual. Well, so to go along with this – Aaron Rodgers and this whole situation with Dak Prescott, which I may be leaning to change my mind, but what happens with your boys though? Uh, you can't, you know, you're going to have to pay um, your quarterback now. And then Bridgewater comes back. Does he get his job back? I mean, that that's going to be the same scenario, sir, that is know. facing 
your boy in Dallas. Same scenario. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, if you're speaking about Dallas, though, brother, how the hell you take Dak out? You don't. In my uh, humble opinion, man. You know, uh, sports done right. Mm, man, you know, at first I, I was 100 percent saying you got to, you know, bring Romo back. But, man, when you go and you beat up on Green Bay like he's done, yeah, I'm starting to kind of go to your point of view that maybe you don't mess up a good thing, mess up the chemistry. So, But it happened with San Francisco back in the days, right, with, uh, real quick, Steve Young and Joe Montana. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I don't don't know why you would want to put Tony Romo in right now. I mean, I, and I get it, you know, his team, all the, all the, the typical sports cliches. And again, uh, Vince right here on sports done right. But Reg, I mean, it's just going so good right now. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, if, you know, if you're on that team, I just do not see how you upset the apple cart. And if, you know, Romo doesn't understand that I get it. He's a competitor. He wants to play, but man, if, if it's up to me, if I'm Jerry Jones, he's sitting. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. And, and uh, when Romo is, it, to me, a top 10 quarterback. I mean, people may disagree. I don't think Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback yet. And then when you saw that Romo, when he was great, is when Dallas actually had a defense. And um, they didn't rely all on on Romo. So to me, that might be a reason why you put him back in. Because they have a very good defense. They have a running back unlike they've had before. OK, and, and they're then not going to rely on Romo to do everything. So I could see putting him back in and realistically, would it hurt anything? I don't think so. That's just me personally. But again, I could see why not doing it. And, and you know, I, I can't go one way versus the other and call somebody crazy if they take him out or call him crazy if they put him in. He is still a rookie. That, good point. Good point. So. We'll get into that. We'll get in, you know, get back into the NFL talk a little later on, man. We got baseball to get into as well. Your Indians finally hit the hurdle um, against Toronto. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. I know you definitely got some stuff to say about that. Yeah, shoot, man. We got the NBA, bro, right around the corner here as well, Reg. Um, Your Cleveland Cavaliers coming back to make defense of their title. Yeah, I think it's going to be Cleveland, Knicks, Chicago. Um, I'm excited. I just renewed my NBA, uh, was it court pass or court ticket? So man, I just got finished paying for the NFL. I got to do my NBA so I can watch Cleveland. The other thing is, man, you got that situation with Derrick Rose kind of going through some ish like Kobe Bryant did. Remember right. right in the middle of the season or during the season, he was worried about going to trial and, and for rape and all this other stuff. It's kind of interesting, but, um, it, it it it'll be a good season. I'm excited to see what goes ha- what goes on. Well, hey, let's do this, man. Let's bring it on back. We'll do a little reset. And okay. let's do this. First off, let me say you are listening to Sports Done right here on Spreaker.com. You can also find us on our main spot, xsquadaffiliates.com as well. Make sure you're checking us out. We're X Squad Affiliates here. Make sure you check out the rest of the hosts on the website. 
has all the, the schedules, bios, everything. And um, some times are changing for some shows, so you definitely want to keep your ear to the ground. We'll be letting you know about some some big, big plans coming as well. Um, different shows, lots of good hosts out there, man. Jersey Vern doing it. Uh, Kesey with another great interview on um, uh, kicking it with Kesey this past weekend. So all kinds of great stuff coming John Fisher in the afternoons now with cooking with the microwave, man. Reg, we're doing big things, brother. I know. I got my uh, my show coming. It's actually started. I did an episode last week. I got to get in where I fit in. But uh, you're right, man. When we come back, let's, um, you know, give a big shout out to everybody that uh, stepped into the, uh, the, the mansion estate, sir. All right, man. Let's do that. Um, we'll take a very quick break here. We'll do a couple drops. We'll come back. We'll get into this chat room. You can call us if you're listening, 651-968-0124. We do have a guest um, scheduled to join us here um, in a little bit, our main man, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Frazier from the sports uh Oh, shoot. Now, listen to me drawing a blank here. Oh, um, Barbershop Sports Talk is going to be joining us here. And can't wait to talk to him about his show and his thoughts on what's happening here in the uh, sporting world there, Reg. So let's do this here. We'll take ourselves a very, very quick break, and we will be right back. No tricks in 86. It's time to build. Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk. It's guy talk. It's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world-famous Two Live Stews, Doug Stewart. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me, you'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained, huh? This is your boy, Key C, from the Kicking It With Key C Show. And after 10 o'clock, when my wife go to sleep, I'm listening to the Spicy Conversation Show. Yes, it is pure enjoyment. No, I ain't doing nothing. Uh Uh-uh. I was in the bathroom. Yeah. So what? No, no, my computer's not. No, I won't, no. Okay. Hey, what's happening, everyone? Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota here. Want to make sure you're listening to Sports Done Right every Wednesday on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. Check us out for all the latest sports news and happenings on SME. Coming straight from the A. Kick it with your boy, Kesey, at www.kesey.com. This show covers some of the realest issues trending today. He'll keep you locked in from the first listen. You can find him online on his mobile app or at KYSII.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, iTunes, Google Play, and especially on the SME Network on Tuesdays at noon. You don't want to miss it. Travis J, Jamal J, Eminem, Kanye, That I'm gone, and of course, I ain't waiting. This world moves way too fast for me to be patient. So, what you said, we act our age. 
That's right. This ain't a performance, I don't see a stage. But that can be arranged. It's in your brain. What I see, it's already inside you. So let's move through this evening. Let me guide you. The server's on our way back. back. With the Patron shot. Patron shot. You think I might be you like the grown thoughts? Listen, we live in, we fought. Can't the business get lost when you kick it with a ball? Why? Cause you a bad girl and you know it. You act so different on me. Why you switching on me? So you say you a good girl. You say you a good girl. But you really a bad girl. You really yeah. a bad girl. When you playing these games. When you playing these games. When you playing these games. Just what a robes at the hotel give What we did stays in the hotel, silly. That's our business. Come on, baby girl, we living for this moment. I'm never with that pump faking. I don't condone. Just keep it real. Cause you a bad girl and you know it. You act so different on me. Why you switching on me? So you say you a good girl. My peoples, why are you lying? They passing the loud around so you can take a smoke when they come around to you. Who are you kidding? You got some uh, Grey Goose right here. You know, we gonna make another drink. You being so dick chilling. are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what's up everybody? Vince Wright, sports done right here on SME, the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. So good to be back out there in the land of the Stewies, the Stew Nation. New Jobs got a brother uh, <laughs> offline, off the grid, can't do the live chat right now. So missing that part of it, man, but definitely hoping that you guys are still checking out the show here, Sports Done Right. And got my main man, Reggie Lawrence. He's the co-host of the Sports and More show that we do. And folks, that's going to be moving to Sundays. We haven't come up with a time yet, but we just thought it'd be real nice to kind of have some uh, point of contact on the weekend when things are actually breaking. 
So look for the Sports and More Show S&M to be kicking off this Sunday, um, probably around the 4 or 5 o'clock hour. Reg, real excited to do that one. Yeah, same here. It'd be nice because then we can, like you said, talk current events, stuff that's happened throughout the week, talk about football and, and, and Saturday college football. So exciting. Yeah, you and I work out a good time. Maybe, you know, uh, you know like you said, either probably five or six, something like that. We'll figure it out, but oh, yeah. uh, it, it definitely will open up more uh, avenues for us. Absolutely. So, folks, keep your ears on. Again, just make sure you're following us and how you can do that here on Spreaker.com. Follow Sports Done Right. It also has the Sports and More show in that folder as well. When either one of those shows goes live, you will get an email notification. And you can come in here. You can sign up. Join us in a live chat. You can call us. Again, 651-968-0124. We'll get that in the chat room here in a second. And just come on in and make your points known, man. That's what we're about here. We just love to have the debate. We love to have uh, different points of view here. And that's why I love doing this show, and I love doing it with Reggie. So with that being said, man, let's get out here in the chat room. We haven't welcomed the House of Representatives here, man. Uh, uh, Reggie is uh, hereby nominated. Go ahead, brother. Right. I want to thank you, your constituents out there, uh, the governor. So first off, Big shout outs to um, our girl, Denise Milk and Cookies. Hey, what up, Denise? Denise? She's always got them Abbeys popping, man. I'm telling you. Oh, yes, she does. Another uh, shout out is um, to OG Dion. How you doing, OG? What up, what up? Gotta say a big shout out to your wonderful mother, Reese Bell. I love Miss Bell. Hello, mom. <laughs> She's so sweet. I'm trying to figure out what happened with you, man. You're funny. <laughs> Big shout out to uh, my man, Melvin. What's going on, Melvin? Big Melvin, thank you for joining Sports Done Right, sir. Got to say what's up to one of our fellow X-Squad affiliates. Yes. The main man. I think he's a legal representative of X-Squad affiliates. And you got him on retainer, too, don't you, Governor? Oh, always, man, always. It's the hammer. Yes, he is. Big shout out to my man Sluggo. We need to ask him about his uh, Falcons, too, a little bit later on. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Rising up down south. Gotta say hello to the lovely DJ Queen Josie. How you doing, DJ? Hey, how you doing, DJ? We also have another DJ in here, the beautiful DJ Nunu. What's up, DJ Nunu? How you doing, Miss Nunu? Thank you for joining us again. Big what's up to my main man. Uh, I think he should have been playing for Alabama himself right now. Oh, Probably yes. can still get out there and, and play and run a 4-4. 3-3-4 Bama boy. The one and only. What up, 3-3-4? Shout out to my man, West Coast Cedric Galloway, Mr. Oakland Raiders himself. What up, Cedric? Hey, what up, Ced in the house? Thank you for joining us. And your Raiders are going to Vegas, baby. Vegas. <laughs> I think I'm going to lay some eyes on that for sure. Oh, man. That's Big shout out. Be fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were we saying, buddy? I was just saying the, the Raiders in Vegas, that's going to be a fun, fun deal. Yeah, it should be exciting. Um, I, I'm actually looking forward to that, definitely. Shout out to uh, another X-Squad affiliate, uh, Team Broadcasting Togo and his uh, Toros. And he also does a show, uh, the Lonely Hearts Cafe. What's up, Togo? Christopher Tracy. 
all your relationship needs. Another show here on the X Squad Affiliates. Make sure you check them out, man. Lonely Hearts Cafe. Got to say shout out to a lovely, very smart, um, Thorny Switch fellow Steeler fan, Georgia grad. She's driving, but she's got her ears on, so she won't be able to type um, once I start talking a little bit about my Steelers and yeah <laughs> yeah might be thorny might be doing you the favor tonight homeboy but hello <laughs> miss thorny thank you for joining us as always we welcome it, all the lovely ladies out there definitely love when the, the ladies join us we are missing miss mocha so hopefully she'll join us uh in the near future you got to get your your music ready for um for for our man it's going the black frank sinatra oh we're back to his ohio state theme song all right big big shout out to our man the the man the myth the legend we all know him chief rocket jersey Vern. what up jersey see and, and that brings us up to speed on all the vince wright constituents here in the uh, ch- the governor's mansion I appreciate it. Again, Vince right here with DJ Dollars and Cents. Sports done right. Well, let's get to it, man. Baseball, the Indians finally hit a hurdle today. Um, You know, outside of that, Reggie, I got to give your team props, man. I know we've been talking a lot of ish going back and forth here. But, man, arguably, this team, if they make it to the World Series, you may have to make them the favorite the way they've been playing outside of today. Yeah, you know, they do look good. You know, uh, it's been the pitching. The bullpen is absolutely lights out. And and they kind of took a page back from the old, I hate to say this, I hate to do this. The old Yankees, man, you got into the sixth inning and with their bullpen and their and then Mariano Rivera, it was pretty much lights out. But they're also doing it on a very inexpensive budget, unlike Somebody else's team is what up near what a hundred and something million dollars. Right, right. But, but oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, I was gonna say I, I I didn't expect them to sweep Toronto, and I'll be honest with you. I, I think um, Francona probably outthought himself today. In my opinion, he started Kluber on on a short uh, short rest, and they yeah. to me they should have started someone else. But it is what it is. He's he's pulled all the right uh, triggers up until then. And Josh Donaldson goes deep, you know, um, in Carson, in Carson, uh, I can never do the name, Incarcion. Is that how you say it? Edward Incarnacion. Incarnacion played very well today as yeah. well. You know, Blue Jays put up nine hits. Cleveland only had two hits, man, so you're not going to do a whole lot when you're only, um, you know, uh, being two hits, so to speak. But, Cleveland still up three games to one here. Um, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you need an exact repeat of exactly what you saw today, man. That was, in a sense, Blue Jays baseball. So, if well, that's, here's, uh, here's the thing. I watched it. So, it, it is not as, honestly, as bad as it looks. Kluber basically battled, gave up uh, essentially two runs. And then um, they went to their bullpen late, and you had an error on Shaw and then the floodgates opened. So it wasn't, I'll be honest with you, okay. it wasn't like they just absolutely took them out, you know, back by the woodshed. They did beat them. The other thing is, is they're going home now. So what is it, 3-1. So Cleveland, it, 
is, I think, almost two or three runs better at home. So it's going to be a big uphill battle for Toronto to climb, but I see them, uh, Cleveland, closing it out at home. Uh, hard to disagree with you, man. Like I said, the way this team's been playing, I ain't going to go against them at home. So we do, we agree, brother. We agree. It uh, doesn't happen often here when we get together, but we look for Cleveland to close this one out and maybe get some uh, R&R before the World Series starts because then we got my Chicago Cubs out on the, the left coast, as they like to say, the West Coast, uh, taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Series tied up. Um, Kershaw, what can you say about that guy? He definitely came back. Uh, you know, Cubs lost one nothing in game two, obviously coming off a phenomenal game one with all kinds of magic, kind of that Cubs Wrigley magic again. I don't know, man. You should have lost game one also. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it's like I always say, you just keep swinging the bats, brother. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, honestly. All right, I I give you that. And look what happened. But I got to ask you, man, all that money that they're paying, and uh, your your bats are going silent. That's what's killing y'all. You're not hitting at all, especially from well, your big boys. And manager Joe Madden Rizzo actually and- brought brought up a good point here. They've been facing some really good pitching here these past few games. Oh, uh, now come on, they, you got come on. Let me finish. Little sawed off because you already about to start making some excuses about I'm making excuses. Good pitching, you know. Sometimes good hitters lose out. They've they found ways to win these games. That's what I'm hoping they'll find, you know, they'll continue to do here in in, in Los Angeles. But, you know, I, I think we're going to see games like three to two somewhere in there, maybe four to three. Uh, I think the Cubs, you know, obviously they had the one beginning. They put up the eight spot in game one. I don't know if we're going to see too many more of those games. Who who are the big the, the pitchers that they face? They were so tough. Clayton Kershaw on three days rest. And isn't this the same Clayton Kershaw that got bombed in the playoffs before? Well, well, look, Reg, I'm just I ain't talking about Baumgartner. I'm talking about. uh, I mean, I'm not what the manager said, homie. Okay, I'm asking you, though, man, you're I think, boys. No, I there's the Cubs definitely have some key players right now that need to get hit. And there is no doubt about that. Yeah. Yep, I'm just fault. saying that that pitching has played a, a, a wee bit of a part in that as well, though. Too, I mean, they've gone up against like a, like their manager has said some decent pitchers here lately, and when you can keep, yeah, I know some of these pitchers on three day rest, it can be tough and whatnot, but you know, Kershaw still Kershaw, three to three games rest or not, so you know, take it for what it's worth here. So we'll see what happens here. Um. You know, like I said, the, the series evened up out in Los Angeles. Um, beautiful day out there, I'm sure. So we'll see what happens with the Cubs. Uh, I would, oh man, I would really love to see the Indians and Cubs. That that would be something just, you know, kind of historically and for the uh, record books. Because Reggie, if your city wins another championship, oh boy, there might not be a city left, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Cleveland. <about> <laughs> Cleveland with two champs? Come on. Man, look, if they didn't – nah, man, they didn't riot or anything after the Cavaliers went in, and the Cavs were, what, down 3-1. I don't see them going, you know, rioting over the Indians. It, it You know, it's going to go ham. Now, I promise 
I may, I'm gonna do a live broadcast from Cleveland if they win, the Indians win. I'm going home for that parade because you know we right. it's our time, man. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Before I continue, though, I got to welcome the love of my life, uh, the wonderful better half of the sports governor of Minnesota, Miss Angie Wright, hanging out with some uh, friends, um, having a brewski or two, maybe. So, I want to welcome the wife to the show. Appreciate you uh, listening. Oh, that's right. You know what? We got to say a big shout out. Happy birthday to uh, Jersey Vern. I mean, he just said three hours before his oh, birthday. That's right. Right. Hold 9, on. 10, 11, 12. Playing this fight song again. Hey, man, want to wish Jersey a happy 70th birthday? <laughs> Did you say 70th? I'm just messing with you, Jersey. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. A man collecting the AARP card up in that piece. <laughs> I'd like to have a coffee <laughs> for 70 cents, <laughs> the senior exactly. citizen discount. Um, in the chat room here, DJ Queen, uh, Josie says, happy birthday, Chief. She might be asleep by then, but definitely just wanted to wish the Chief Rocker happy birthday. You and... know, your boy just stepped into the room, too, from New England. Go ahead and, you know, do oh, his intro. The, the sushi-eating green tea sipping Tom Brady deflated ball carrying. New England Patriot apologist number one, Mr. Greg Finney, otherwise known as Grego from Cobb County, Georgia. From Cape Cod to Cobb County, boy. Some brothers got all the luck, Reg. What's happening, Grego? Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me tell you, Grego has some damn nerve. I, back beginning of the year, I'm like, yo, Grego, let's bet Steelers versus Patriots. No, nah, man, I don't bet on my Patriots. I'm like, well, why not? No, I just don't bet. So he had an audacity to be like, yo, dollars and cents. You want to bet some apples on the Steelers Patriots? Like, hell no. Not without Big Ben. But then, you know what? I'll bet you one apple, a dollar. How about that, (laughs) Grego? One apple. Or one cent. How about that? Or a dollar. How about 101? One dollar and one cent. There you go. Hey, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Um, Big Bama boy Stonewall himself says it's Cleveland. I remember when I was stationed in Cleveland, we did the color guard for game five in Jacobs Field for the ALCS versus Boston. They had a 3-1 lead and gave up the goods, so it's not guaranteed that they will beat Toronto up 3-1. Yes, I remember that. I remember losing, obviously, to um, the Marlins. They gave up that big hit, and, oh, man, it, it was horrible. Um, anything's possible. And as far as his rioting out in Cleveland, here's the thing, Vince, there's nothing really to riot and burn up in Cleveland. The city closes down at night, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like Chicago or New York where there's always something going on. Nah, man, after five city Cleveland's toast. Uh, well, you know, it is what it is. I couldn't, I wouldn't expect nothing more from your fine city homeboy. I'm sure there ain't much in Minnesota either, though. Oh, so man, I, we get it cracking up in this joint, baby. Two, three, four, five in the morning. <laughs> and then you come over to the Gov's palatial lakeside estate and kick it to six, seven, eight in the morning. That's the beautiful thing. Dude, let me tell you something about God's country here. And again, folks, this is Sports Done Right. You're catching us here on SME. Uh, props to Doug Stewart. You can also check us out on xsquadaffiliates.com. Best website out there, and we'll get into the rest of our X Squad affiliate shows here in a moment. But let me tell you something, Reg. 
you got to come on up, man. The palatial lakeside estate after hours, man, if only the constituents knew what was going on. If they only knew. Look, man, do are we are we allowed out past seven or eight certain folks out there or what? Wow, certain folks. Now what you getting at? I'm just oh, asking, man. Mr. I, mean, oh, I don't play the race card. Oh, I don't do this. I don't do I'm that. just asking. I'm getting some some information on the location before I venture out. I'm trying to Listen, find out you the live demographic. In Kalamazoo MF in Michigan, okay? You got no legitimate rights to talk any crap to the Twin Cities whatsoever. Hold as on, sir. As far as I'm concerned, it's you're you're. It's like you may as well be living in in the outback somewhere. I mean, come on. What kind Kalamazoo, of drugs are you Michigan. smoking? Kalamazoo, you do re- Michigan. You come do on, realize sir. we are um, Western Michigan is downtown, right? <laughs> so you do realize that there's more than you know. Even white. my mom said, "Really, Reggie? I mean, come yeah. on, man." Yeah, Ma Bell. Listen, when you have a college university and not a, not a community college. When you have a university right by you, that pretty much breeds many different types of people in one little area. So I don't think you live near Gopher Stadium, do you? I live literally, it would take me 10 to 15 minutes to drive to the Gopher Stadium. Okay, so I can walk. Well, nah, probably. No, you, you, know, you can't walk, Reggie. Yeah. The point is, major metropolitan area, over, what, 20, 25 companies call this place their headquarters. Man, please get out of here with that nonsense. We got businesses. We got all the major sports. Everything's popping up here. We got the Minnesota Vikings, who we're going to talk about here in a little bit as well. Yeah. Oh, now comes the whatever. I'm just making sure that I'm safe. And do I need to bring any any heat with me? I'm just trying. I'm checking, man. What heat are you going to bring? I have a a gun. I have two guns. All right. I mean, I know you don't have one. Don't need one. It's Minnesota, baby. That could either go two different ways, and I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, exactly. I hear we'll you. be up there. Carl and I will be up there, man. You better have security at your place, too. This is, again, the Sports Done Right show. Little sawed off. Angry because, well, if you were stuck in Kalamazoo, you'd be angry, too. Let me tell you. <laughs> Anyway, Listen, man, you should be embarrassed that Little Kalamazoo Western is ranked higher Hold than up, Little Kalamazoo. Minnesota. What Western <laughs> Michigan in football is ranked what twentieth? And where is Minnesota go for Big Ten football? That's who should be embarrassed. We have a no. max school that's like a third of your size. And the Gophers actually beat them last year, I think. We're not talking about last year. We're talking about this year. Okay, well, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Y'all might want to win a Row the boat. Row the boat. What's your saying up there? Groupon. That's your saying for Minnesota uh, Gophers. Groupon on us. Oh, Reggie, my mom says you're too funny. Don't let your gun backfire on you. <laughs> Now, my my bell, uh, you got a good point. Even though I have a gun, um, I spent an hour putting in the bullets in backwards. I, I got to admit that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> true, oh, true. folks. Yeah. What story. can you say? What can you say? You know, Reggie, again, Kalamazoo, small town, podunk, I think is what we call it, uh, down south there. You know, the backwoods. 
And then you come to God's country, this gleaming city on the hill of Minneapolis. And yeah, St. Paul to the Twin Cities, baby. You come on up, visit the governor. You won't want to leave, Reggie. All right. We'll be there in November, Carl and I. Podunk. You lucky she... Wait till I tell her you're insulting her town and, and making fun of her school. You know me, man. What can I say? I just call it like I see it. Hey, go Broncos, row the boat, whatever it is you got to say. I'm just telling you where the better city is, and it's over here in God's country. Why do you have a Toronto Maple Leafs um, sweater on, Vince? Because I have a Toronto Maple Leafs sweatshirt on. What can I say, Reg? You could say what we've always been saying about Vince. I'm just trying to understand. Like every time, every time you, you and I talk. You got something else new or something else new on from a different team that I'm like, what? What is that? This amazing? isn't new. <laughs> Reg, you don't you don't know me, brother. You don't know the Gov. The Gov is a man of many travels, man. And when I'm on the road, what do I do? I pick up a little souvenir here and there. You know, I'm the Gov. People give me things. You know, I'm the sports governor of Minnesota. So when I'm in other cities, people want to hang out with the sports Gov, pick my brain. And with that come some accoutrements, you know, some gifts, Reg. And then, you know, when you may be able to ride the coattail someday too, brother, and get a little something, maybe I'll take you to the next Ohio State game when I go down there next year. You don't want to grow down ride. there, man. I've already been there, though. And by the way, maybe in the, in the next break, I'll go throw on my Ohio State T-shirt on for you. How about that? So is there any team that you ride or die with that you will not wear another team's paraphernalia is there any at all do you not have any morals huh are you done i'm asking you is there any, i mean like your vikings is that the one one squad that vikings. you would not wear love my what what about my vikings man is that the only i mean is that the only Blackhawks, team cubs we've gone over this no listen to what i'm saying sir in the nfl you have the vikings would you wear another nfl hat shirt whatever even if it was given to you by you know the 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 president of the united sure. states yeah exactly why not because i i will not wear any other nfl apparel well, that's, of the that's, Steelers. well good for you sir that's great what about you is that do you have any team I, I got all kinds of stuff reg again when you're when, no. let me tell you this unlike you reg when people like you Sometimes they want to share stuff with you. Okay, so what I'm saying is since people love the sports governor, obviously we're already getting a taste of your attitude and people see why maybe you only have one jersey. Unlike you, brother, people want to hang with me. When I'm out and, you know, I'm rolling through Ohio State, Columbus, I'm rolling down High Street there, chilling over at the Eddie George restaurant. People come hang with the sports governor. If I'm up in Toronto, Canada, people want to hang out with me. You know, we're chilling, watching the Maple Leafs A, as the Canadians like to say. Then that isn't my fault. And by the way, Angie's cousin did play for the Toronto Maple Leafs there for a couple years. So, again, a little personal touch there. But, you know, it is what it is. Do you buy the stuff or do they give it to you? Because it sounds like you buy it. A little bit of both, Reg. A little bit of both. What can I say? Yeah, okay. You but, are a politician. Hey, sports gov, baby. And you just ride one side of the fence, ride the other side of the fence. You are good. 
I, Reg, I, I love how you're trying to box me in, man, but it ain't happening, okay? It ain't happening. All right, Angie, I, I will give you that on the Maple Leafs, but I'm just all I was just asking your your lovable, huggable husband, does he have any lo- loyalty to any one team at all? There's got to be at least one team he is loyal Vikings, to. Vikings, the Twins. No, oh. no. No, the twins is that is that so? Man, but now you you were just talking about the Cubs. Yeah, that's right, man. All right, whatever. Let's move on because clearly, <laughs> man, I, you know, I, I, oh my gosh, man, you you never mind. Oh, I, folks, I it, it's Reg. What can you say, man? What can you say? So, uh, does, team Togo. <laughs> Hold on, real oh, quick. Says Vince yeah. loves to ride the First Lady's All American All Conference coattails. <laughs> Please, we're still looking for the First Lady certificate, man. Look, we've getting all kinds of uh, sidetracked here on the sports. Yeah, we are because right you're making ish up and and lying. Oh, and, okay, okay, Reg. Please, just stop. Just stop. Bama boy said he's got plenty of uh, Bama shirts. He'll send you one, Gov. I will not wear an Alabama or a Notre Dame sweatshirt unless a family member plays there. I those are the now those are the two schools that the gov hates. Always have, always will. I kind of I think we t- I talked a little bit about this in a chat earlier today in one of the shows. Just never been an Alabama fan. I you know I and I really can't give you a reason why dollars. Just kind of grew up hating Alabama. I, you know, I respected, uh, you know, Bear Bryant and what he was able to do and everything. But them and Notre Dame, Notre Dame, again, going back to the hurricane days, convicts versus the Catholics, all that stuff. But, man, those two schools, uh, no, no, I'll pass. All right. Well, my mom, she grew up in Alabama, so she's an Alabama and Ohio State fan. I, I rode with Ohio State Actually, all the way. I that's where uh, my family kind of hails from, the ancestors of the family down in uh, Peachtree, Alabama. So even though I got Alabama blood, I guess, going through the veins, it just ain't happening, man. It just ain't happening. But in mm-hmm. the chat room here, before we continue, we got a couple new folks in here. Prince DJ back up in the joint. Want to welcome him to the Sports Done Right festivities. Thank you for joining us, sir. Prince, what's going on? Prince is a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Oh, there you go. Uh, definitely. I know he's definitely uh, pulling for the Dodgers. And uh, the host of the Underground Railroad Show has joined us. That Ninja's up in here, Reg. What's going on, That Ninja? Ninja, what's going on? All right, so let's get back to it. Grego, Grego said he's going to yeah, crop us. I'm going to crop Saban and Vince together and print it on a T-shirt. Please, man. I have, I hate Bama. I've just always hated Alabama. That's why I've, if I had to choose a Bama school, if I was down there in state, it's it's Auburn all the way. Huge oh, Bo Jackson. I got the Bo Jackson Raider jersey hanging on my wall down in, in the executive office down in the West Wing. So it was oh. Auburn all the way if I had to choose. What's the problem now, Reg? And, and n- nothing, man. We just keep it moving. You know, oh, I mean, oh, you're going to wear on, something man. else oh, tomorrow. Reg, come on, man. Come on. Let us let it out, Reg. Don't hold it. <laughs> what are you, a, what are you on, a therapist all of a sudden man. now? Yeah, I was going to say 12-stepping, man. Remember, <laughs> 12 Reg, step. denial just ain't a river in Egypt, man. Let it out, brother. Let it out. Hey. Oh, now you a therapist now, huh? <laughs> Is that an extra degree that you received at Minnesota? No, from Auburn. 
<laughs> oh my god move on let's move uh, on sports note <laughs> right here on spreaker.com make sure you check us out on x squad affiliates.com as well um big shows coming from the x squad affiliates big plans a whole bunch of stuff happening here stay tuned and by the way the sports and more show snm is moving to sunday afternoons this sunday check us out make sure um you you listen for the replay we'll have to get that worked out on sme and again good to be back on sme reg i know i i'm looking forward to it man it's it's always fun to hang out and and, and harass you because that's what i'm here for you know that right i'm like your little yeah, brother reg, we, we 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 wouldn't have it any other way and when you speak of being a little brother you a little brother, let me tell you. Man. Well, just because you like a ginormous giant, I mean, you know, and, and you got that big ginormous head, uh, you got a double extra large headset on. Oh, so let, let's boy. not talk Red, about people Red. little. That's the best joke you got tonight, huh? Double extra large headset. Speak. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> what were we about to? What were you about to say, man? Whoever's writing them jokes, man, you need to get your money back. Anyway, just, brother. Just, um, just like just like uh, your Minnesota Gopher tickets, right? You might want to get your money back. You know what? I think I might just do that someday okay. soon. Anyway, uh, we got team broadcasting in here. He says, Lord Peachtree is an hour from Selm events. Honor your roots. Spike Lee's family's from that area. Reggie, where's your family from? Hashtag 334 Vince. There we go. Yeah. Bama <laughs> <Yeah>, Vince. <laughs> they are from a small, small town called Camden. Um, and it is, man, I, hmm, my mom keeps yelling at me that I need to go. It is too slow motion for me. So they're, they're from there. And then my, my dad is from Montgomery. Um, and I also have family in Selma as well. But um, I just can't do the Alabama thing, man. Yes, indeed. Oh, the first lady's in here. Sunday's what? Who cleared this? Oh, snap. Here we go. First Ooh. lady. She, yeah, she hopefully that's should. okay. Oh, yeah. We'll get it figured out, though. So, But, yeah, Sunday's it is. You, and, be- you know, in all honesty, it probably won't be every Sunday, but, you know, most of them. And, again, just want to get a little presence, get a little live action, you know, with the games breaking and stuff. So, Reg, I know that you're on board. And, hey, man, I, you know, Reg, we might be peoples, man. We both got peoples from Alabama. I might just take it easy on you here for a minute, man. You might be a cousin or something. At some point, probably, I'm telling you. Yeah, but you you, you didn't let um, the lovely Angie know, too, that you were looking out and you wanted to give back um, date night to Carla and I on Thursdays yes, as well. of course. And of course. also, Angie, we were taking in consideration that you're – your husband is going to be working a later shift, so that pushes everything back. So uh, we'll, now we'll look at this in, in yes. team broadcasting. Camden is next door to Peachtree. Ten minutes, same county. Wilcox, y'all are probably related. Now, wouldn't that be something after all this shucking and driving, heeing and hawing that you've been doing? I might be your older cousin or something, man. You know, we might want to break out the family tree. Isn't there a, uh, a little 23 sort of or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Togo said, new name of this show, two guys bragging about adoptive cities. Oh, <laughs> Grego said he's having dinner with the most diverse group of people. Costa Rican, Persian, black, and Korean, black, white, German, and Puerto Rican. 
I think that's pretty much got it all covered, man. Ma Bell said, Reggie, you're too funny. Don't let your gun backfire on you. Can I tell the story real fast or no? Do you want me to just skip it? Reggie, I don't know if you're capable of telling the story real fast, but I digress, brother. Go ahead. So I bought a gun and I decided to uh, get my CCW, okay? So I go through the training and everything, man. Everything's legit. So I'm sitting at home. I'm like, you know what? Let me go to the gun range and uh, shoot my gun off. I, I hadn't done that in a while. I kid you not. It took me 40 minutes to put these bullets in the clip. Now, they went in the clip, but then when I go to put it wouldn't work. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the gun range. And I get there, and my man in front of everybody was like, yeah, the reason your gun doesn't work is because it would help if you put the bullets in the right way. So, you know, I looked at him like, well, that's dumb. Who who makes a gun where you can put the bullets in backwards anyway? And why couldn't you pull me aside, punk? Wow, that's a great story, Reg. Um, golf clap, golf clap. Whatever. You know, Vince, just move on. What, what, what was the next? What do you got to talk about next? <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful at times. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You left the door wide open on that one, brother. Whatever. All right. So anyway, we, we've talked a little baseball here. Let's move on to football. We got college. We got pro. Uh, let's start here. Uh, Kaepernick gets to start in Buffalo. Didn't work out too well. I am not a fan of Chip Kelly and the pros for any reason. Um, I think that Kaepernick, I don't know, he may he may actually need a shot with a different team. But, you know, he he's playing. He did some things good, did some things bad. But I, more so than that, San Francisco is just a god-awful team. Between them and the New York Jets, man, I, I just don't know. Well, you got to remember Kaepernick, what, he missed half of last year or, or, or whatnot, you know, so. And actually get... playing at about 35, 40 pounds less. Yeah, than, he looks than, small. Than his prime, yeah. And I wonder now, if you... that has anything to do with um, anything. Well, I I, I, got, I say we got to give the guy a couple of weeks, you know, just to kind of get a feel. Oh, of course. You know, so I, I for whatever reason, think he's going to be okay. Um, I, I'm not a big Chip Kelly fan either. You just can't run, you know, that type of offense and expect your defense to stay on the field and and it in your offense to be productive when you just don't, you know, it just doesn't work. It's not going to work. It's going to run your players into the ground. But I I'm hoping for Kaepernick that he does well for his self, right. you know, and if not for the 49ers that he's able to um, be picked up by another team because he did take a gamble and restructured his contract. Yeah, no, you're right about that, man. I wish him all the best as well. But how about Buffalo, by the way, man? Um, Buffalo looking real good. Oh, hold on. I think we got our caller coming on here. Hold on one second. Let's give this a second here. Getting the sports done right. Oh, hold on. And... This may not be working too well here. Yeah, notice how you always try to blame stuff on me and my computer when actually my equipment is legit. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, All right, we're going to try. No. Oops, hold on. I'm going to go. I'm going to do a GoFund, GoFundMe so we can get you a laptop, man. 
<laughs> I'm telling you. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, seriously, bro. Well, why are you waiting? Congratulations to your Hold on. Brother. Trey, are you there? Hey, yeah. Hey, okay, there we go. We got everybody hooked up here. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Mr. Trey Frazier on the line. Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, man. What's happening, sir? Hey, nothing much, thanks. Uh, I just want to thank you for, you know, giving me this opportunity to come in, uh, chat with you for a few minutes, and um, it's a great night, man. It's, it's, it's a great evening. Um, I think you got a great show going on, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to be here. Hey, appreciate it, man. I also got my uh, co-host from when I do the my other show, the Sports & More Show, DJ Dollars and Cents. Reggie Lawrence is on the line here, so Reggie, say what's happening to Trey. Trey, what up, man? Now, Trey, Ravens or Steelers, bro? I am a Ravens fan. What's going on, Dollars and Cents? Man, I'm chilling, man. I love your show. You and your, you two are hilarious, man. You guys are funny. I, I like your show. I enjoy it. So, um, very entertaining. But I appreciate you calling us tonight. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, we appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Uh, yeah. Being in the chat room, and keeping the show going, and... Keeping everybody laughing, it, it, it's so much fun, man. I appreciate it. Hey, likewise, man. Appreciate you uh, hanging out with us here. So let's talk about it, man. Baltimore um, had a very interesting game last week, man. Bit um, with Big Ben down in Pittsburgh, man. What do you see for your Ravens here over the next few games, Trey? Can they make the move here and uh, kind of uh, reclaim the throne in the division? Well. The thing with the Ravens right now is, is that they're 3-3 they're three three right now. But when you look at those first three games that they won, you look and say, okay, these were three close games, all decided by one score. And then when you look at the three losses, they're all decided by one score. And you're really not seeing this team improve all that much. You've got injuries on the offensive line. Um, just for example, in the Giants game, you had three guys that normally play in their normal positions on the offensive line sit out for this game. Combine that with the fact that Joe Flacco came off this knee injury and he's not confident enough to where he can trust his protection and make the necessary throws that he has to make. So I don't think that they're going to make a move. I think they're just going to stay pat, but they've got to get better at the offensive line. And the other thing I'm getting frustrated with is that John Arbaugh, has got to quit with going forward on fourth down and just put the best kicker in football, Justin Tucker, put him out there, make him get your three points, and live to fight another down. Yeah, I would agree with you on that, man. He he definitely likes to uh, make some gambles, which is very interesting. Um, looks like Suggs tore his uh, – is it bicep possible? Is that what happened? Yes, he tore his bicep in the game against the Giants on Sunday. Um, there's the status is saying that he's day to day, so I don't know if we're going to see him against the Jets on Sunday, but I can tell you one thing, um, he's trying to rush back to play, which, which is telling me that he might be on his last leg to the Raven. I, if it, if it was up to me, I would bet that he would not play next year. I think this will be his last season. I always thought that uh, when guys tore their bicep, man, that they... They were done, but maybe that's the pectoral. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think how in the world is he going to be able to, you know, be physical with a torn bicep. But you know, it is what it is. 
Um, the two it, it, go ahead. It might not be torn. It might not be torn all the way. It might just be a small tear. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm thinking that's why he wants to come back and play. I mean, more power to him, but the fact that he's 34 years old and he's got this injury makes me think that uh, he's on his last leg. Let me ask you this, Trey. Um, and I'm I'm not I'm always uh, I'm a huge Steelers fan, but I try to be impartial. And then you can ask everybody. Uh, I get on my coaches and my team. So honestly, where would you place Joe Flacco? In, in my opinion, I would say he's not elite. I would say he's maybe a step underneath that. But what say you and, and other Ravens fans about Joe Flacco? When I look at Flacco overall. I would put him in the second tier of quarterbacks. But you have your elite players. You have your Tom Brady's, your Drew Brees, your Aaron Rodgers. And people want to make the argument that Big Ben is in the elite class. I would still say he heads like the tier two. I, I, I think Ben, as great as he is, I, I think he doesn't get the respect he deserves. But I would say he's on the cusp of being at the top of the tier two, um, maybe at times at the bottom side of the tier one. So I would put Joe Flacco in that tier two class. I mean, he is a Super Bowl champion. He has a Super Bowl ring. Um, He legitimately won that Super Bowl for the Ravens, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, you can't say a guy was along for the ride when he puts up those type of numbers. So I would say that he's a tier two along with the the Russell Wilsons, the Matthew Staffords, the Matt Ryans. I would say he's in that group of quarterbacks. Well, Trey, let me ask you this here. And again, Vince Wright, sports governor here with Sports Done Right. You know, let's talk about the running game for your squad here, man. You got Terrence West out there. Um, you know, he had an okay right. game. I think he had about 90 yards. You got Kenneth Dixon out there as well. You know, they're they're trying to make some things happen in here. Tell the folks out here about the running game of Baltimore and what they can expect. And if any one of these two backs or maybe somebody who's not on our radar is going to break out as the lead back. Well, let me go back to the beginning of the season. Uh, the first three games, well, I would say the first five games, uh, the running game was non-existent. Um, we had Justin Forsett the first three games. They decided to part ways with him because he wasn't being effective. Uh, he wasn't shedding tackles. He wasn't. Okay. Um, he, he, he wasn't escaping the blitz. He wasn't. Um, he, he wasn't being as elusive as he was when he was under Gary Kubiak's system. So they let him walk. Then they give Terrence West a job, and they're not giving him enough carries. So what do they do? They fire the offensive coordinator Mark Tressman. They hire. Um, Marty, well, they didn't hire Marty Morningwick, but they promote Marty Morningwick to the offensive coordinator position from the quarterback's coach position. And the goal right now is to try to balance out the run in the pass. When you have Joe Flacco throwing the football on average 45 to 50 times a game, that's not a regular good success for winning games with this team. Yeah, you have to balance the run point. with I, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that that's a very good point because he t- he put it up 48 times. So Yeah, it's just too much. I mean, and when you throw the ball more, you're more liable to throw interceptions and turn the ball over and put your team in a bad situation. 
So, um, do you follow uh, the? I'm assuming you live in Baltimore, right, or area, correct? Uh, yeah, I live. I live in a town called Glen Burnie. It's ten minutes right outside of Baltimore. Okay. Do you uh, do you follow hockey? Like, so the, the Capitals? Uh, I do not. I'm, I'm not okay. much of a hockey person. I'm, I'm more of I'm basketball, baseball, football. Okay. Um, and, for, and for those of you that um, don't know, most of you know, but I'm a native New Yorker. I'm born oh. and raised in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, went to, went to elementary school, middle school, high school, and then uh, went to college out here at the University of Maryland. So nice. that's how I fell in love with the Raiders. Um, I'm a diehard Nick. No, go ahead. And sir, a, uh, die- okay. He said diehard Knicks fan. Yeah, the phone kind of broke yeah. up on you there. Could you just repeat those teams again, brother? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I grew up a diehard Knicks fan. I, I remember back in the day when I was a kid, my mother would take me to Knicks playoff games in the early 90s. So I'm more familiar with the Patrick Ewing, Charles sure. Oakley, John Starks era. Um, I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Uh, love the Derek Jeter years, the Mariano years. Um, I've, I've been pretty much basketball and baseball pretty much um, in my early years. And once I moved to Baltimore, I fell in love with football and became a Ravens fan. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Well, let me ask you this, man. Um, before I turn you over, as I know Reggie's got another question here for you. Tell the people about uh-huh. your show and what you guys are doing and where they can find you so they can follow you guys over at the barbershop as well. Okay, definitely. So uh, me and Maestro, we've been doing the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast for a little bit over a year now. Um, we And we got to shout out Doug Stewart because he gave us the opportunity to showcase our show to a quite greater audience than um, than what we did when we first started out. So, you know, shout out to the homie Doug Stewart on that front. But, um, yeah, I mean, every Tuesday night from 630 to 830, um, we do a two-hour show live, Spreaker.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We also have a Barbershop Sports Podcast WordPress blog site. Um, I've, I've done about three blog posts already. I think my show's done two. So go okay. check that out. Uh, I'm on Instagram personally at DK to be more Frasers. Uh, Maestro Styles is on there as Maestro Styles. And uh, what we try to do every week is we, we try to bring the perception of what people talk about at the barbershop, um, and we're trying to bring it to podcasting. Um, you know, whenever you walk into a barbershop, there's always an argument. Um, and, and the most important thing is is that people say what they want to say, how they say it, how they interpret it, and there's no filter, there's no, you know, there's no, you know, pause button, there's no bleep button, you can say what you want, however you want, however you want to say it. Um, that's what makes the Barbershop Sports Podcast so great. Nice. Now, I, I've always wondered, and... Vince and I go back and forth, but luckily I'm not a Green Bay fan or anything like that. But how in the world did you and, and you and Maestro become, you know, he's a Steelers fan, you're a Ravens fan. They, they they both hate each other. How did y'all meet? And then, you know, how did you guys end up, you know, kind of doing your thing, man? And maybe you can also share um, 
some some tips or some things that you know you guys have had experienced you know growing together as a team because sometimes i want to kill vince and vice versa you know how it is <laughs> yeah no i i feel you vince i i i feel you man well um yeah, me, me and Maestro, we met in the alley and we fought each other. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, um, we met 15 years ago. I, I first moved out here, and um, my, my cousin used to go to high school out here in um, Southern Maryland, and Maestro went to school with him, so that's how I met Maestro through a mutual, through mutual friends. And we've been friends ever since, man. Um we just realized that maybe a year or two ago that we love talking sports and we just came up with the idea that, Hey, why not, you know, do a podcast? We got the equipment, you know, Maestro, um, as some of you may know it or may not know, Maestro is a musician. Um, he's a, he's a music producer, um, on the side and he's, he's, he actually has an album um, if, if Maestro gets a chance to, um, you know, let you know what it's about, he'll, he'll tell you, but Maestro has done a music album. He's produced songs for people locally here in the DC area. And, um, we, we just decided that, you know, it's like we talk, like we go to the bar, we talk sports, we, you know, we're over each other's house. We talk sports. Why not put this on air? And, you know, attract some listeners and, you know, develop some relationships. And, and this is one of the great things I love about this podcast. You, you have people in there like Mocha Bella, Chief Rocker, right, yourself, yep. Vince, and, and, and Grego, and a few other people that we've, exactly. we, we've kind of built this relationship with a fan base. But I, I really don't feel like it's a fan base. I really feel like it's a family. It's a connection of people that we, we've come together and we, we talk about different things in life. I mean, just, I mean, we talk about sports, but sometimes we talk about stuff uh, in life beyond sports. And, right, and I exactly. think that's what makes, I, I, I feel like this, what makes it so great is that we can, we can develop this relationship between people that listen to us, that hang out with us in the chat room. And we all come from different, you know, parts of the world, different aspects of life. Right. Um, different upbringings, and we and we learn a lot about each other. So that's what I love about it. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself because I feel the exact same way. And you know, whether we agree, disagree, or whatnot, it's definitely that's what it's about, man. You know, getting those different perspectives. You know, me being up here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, I definitely have some different life experiences than Dollars did over in Cleveland, and you know, somebody down South. And it's just real nice to, like you said, man, just get these different perspectives and to build these relationships with people. And, you know, with shows like yours, you know, like I said, man, I'm really glad I got into the podcasting thing as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and did you say dollars and cents was from Cleveland? Yeah. Yes. I'm from Cleveland Heights. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, so are you a, are you a Cleveland sports fan besides the Steelers? Yes, sir. I uh, roll with the Indians, the Cavaliers, Ohio State Buckeyes, and uh, when it's I convenient. Just, here we go. Don't listen to him, man. <laughs> this, this is coming from a dude who's got more different NFL teams than champ sports over here talking ish. <laughs> uh, so, 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 
So I, I, I see that you made the right choice in football teams because obviously the one that's in Cleveland is not doing very well right now. Man, that, oh, the yeah. Browns haven't done well in about two decades, man. It's a, a horrible, horrible organization. And that's why my man actually left Cleveland to go to uh, Baltimore. Modell is just because of how it's run. Yeah, as a, as a Cleveland fan, uh, uh, what do you think about that? Because and, and, and at the time they moved, I was like 13 years old, and I really didn't understand. You know, me coming from New York, I didn't really understand what all the hoopla was about. But what made the move from Cleveland to Baltimore such a big controversy? When I, when I talk to people here in Baltimore, I always hear stories about how the coach left and how Baltimore was without a football team for 12 years, and they finally got the Ravens. And Well, even before they got the Ravens, they were trying to get an expansion team, and the league chose Charlotte and Jacksonville over Baltimore, and then eventually the Browns became the Ravens. So what, what, what in your eyes, can you tell me what made the Browns move so popular, so controversial at that time? Yeah, so – even though you know the team has been a debacle, I'm going to be honest. Cleveland has probably some of the best fans, loyal fans regarding the Browns, and they that that team had been there forever. And through thick and thin, the Browns fans always, always packed a place. So Cleveland has always been a Browns uh, or a football um, city, even when the Indians were right. doing well, right? So what happened was the Indians got a new stadium, and this was back then. It was called. Okay. J- Jacobs Field, okay, okay. and uh, Modell was upset that um, you know he 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 wanted a a football only stadium because they had that raggedy municipal stadium that seated what eighty thousand, okay, and and then change same stadium. Say that again. I'm sorry. Didn't those two teams share the same stadium at one yes, point? Yes, they did, but then um, Cleveland taxpayers uh, built uh, Jacobs Field, which was an all-baseball stadium. That upset Modell, right? right? And then the city took Modell for granted. They didn't think that he would have enough balls to move. He had said, no, I'm not going to move, I'm not going to move. And then um, Baltimore gave him a sweetheart deal. He was upset. He was also losing money. And then he basically, what upset people was overnight, he packed his stuff and he, he left. What was interesting is that I didn't realize he had had a provision in the contract, whereas uh, Buscemi Buscemi, or whoever had owned the Ravens, um, he sold him a portion of the Ravens uh, at the time. And then at some point down the road, he was going to be able to take full control of the Browns. So that's what upset people is because of um, they didn't think he was going to leave. They took him for granted and then he ended up leaving and they were heartbroken. Oh, okay. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, me coming from New York, I mean, I, and, and, you know, no offense to anybody, I, I'm not used to losing a, a, a sports franchise. Um, it, it's quite hard to believe that a New York team would relocate elsewhere. I mean, you'd have to chop somebody's head off if somebody did that. But, you know, I, I just wanted to get from a, a, a another fan's perspective from a, a town that's lost a franchise what that felt like. Franchise lost a superstar. It is what it is. So, hey, no, the, but, I appreciate but it. you know, the funny thing is, they go to Baltimore and uh, win a couple championships. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, and, and that's kind of what the ironic thing about it. And I think what else is ironic about it is that Belichick coached the Browns, and look what Belichick is now. He's a four-time Super Bowl champion. <laughs> well, the one thing that you guys kept, though, was Ozzie Newsom, who was a fan favorite, um, and he's been a amazing GM, clearly. Absolutely. So that's basically why, in my opinion, the Ravens have – been such a great organization because you have a, a great GM and you got somebody who knows what they're doing and the owners kind of let him do his thing unlike Cleveland where you know you got coach after coach after coach and then what three right. owners I, so it's a mess yeah yeah definitely a mess um and and Ozzie has proven to be one of the best GMs in the game um I, I'm not quite fond of him as of late um with all the success we've had it kind of overshadows the drafts that we've had over the last several years uh we drafted matt elam in 2013 he's become a bust um we drafted terrence brooks um he, he, we have yet to see what he can do we drafted brashad perriman the receiver last year and he hadn't taken a snap all year all season last year and now he's in games right now so there's a lot of talk going around town here that maybe Ozzy's, you know, getting too old for this. Maybe maybe he needs to change the way he drafts. Maybe it's just time to maybe clean house. But it's still early in the season. The Ravens are 3-3 three and three with a golden opportunity to overtake Pittsburgh for the lead in the division. I know Ben Roethlisberger um, got a surgery done yesterday, so he's going to sit out the Patriot game and then they get the bye after that, and then the Steelers and Ravens play the week after that. There's a great chance that both these teams will come in at that game four and three with a chance for either one of them to go five and three and kind of take control of this division. Um, we thought that this would be the most um, balanced division in football, and as we're looking at it right now, with the injuries that the Steelers are suffering, with the injuries that the Ravens have on the offensive line, combine that with the Bengals starting two and four, it's not looking real promising for the AFC North right now. Hey, Trey, Vince right here again, Sports Governor, Sports Done Right. I got a couple questions for you here. And again, I really appreciate you taking some time to hang out with us here, man. Um, first thing is, let's talk about Mark Trestman. Uh, he was fired, the former offensive coordinator. He has a lot of ties here to Minnesota. Uh, former Golden Gopher, who, by the way, just beat that the sucks. University of Maryland, but we'll leave that alone. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, no tell us your thoughts that on the firing of, of – you're funny, Reggie. But um, if you could, share your thoughts on the firing of Mark Tressman and, and where, you know, where does the offensive coordinator search go from here for the Ravens? Um, I thought it was needed. Um, when, when Sussman first got hired last season and replaced Gary Kubiak as the offensive coordinator, it was said that Tressman was going to run similar offensive plays the same way Gary Kubiak did. Like, for example, Gary Kubiak is known for the zone blocking scheme, which is what made Justin Forsett that year. Um, Mark Tressman was one guy that said, hey, we can run the same stuff. And when you look at the stat sheets to these games, particularly going back to the beginning of last year up until now, Mark Tressman likes to throw the football a lot. Um, he's very impatient when it comes to the running game. Um, 
this is a part of why we're three and three. We could be zero and six if we, I mean, if we blow all these games. Um, bottom line was Mark Tressman had to go. Um, the offense kind of checked out. Um, Joe Flacco was complaining that it's not fun playing football. Um, it's emba- the offense is embarrassing to watch. When when your quarterback tells you that the offense is embarrassing, then yeah, somebody's head has to roll. And unfortunately, Mark Tressman's head was the one that had to roll in the situation. So, um, as far as the offensive coordinator search, like I said, uh, Marty Morningwig was promoted from quarterbacks coach to run the offense. Um, watching what I saw in the game against the Giants. I thought he was better at committing to the run. But when you look at the stat sheet, again, Joe Flacco was still throwing the football way, way too much in games where the scores is not even out of reach. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, are we running running too much hurry up? Are we not letting the play clock get down to 10, 9, 8 seconds? There's got to be a simple reason why we're not, being balanced on offense. I mean, we got better this week with the run game, but the quarterback is still throwing the football too much. I hear you. Now, you guys actually got something interesting going on here um, because you guys went to New York last week. You're going back to New York to play the lowly Jets this week. So um, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're right back to where you started from here. Obviously, this should be a win for for your squad here. But let me just ask you as a fan, man, what do you think about these Jets here? Um, You know, you got Geno Smith sitting on the bench. I don't know who he's pissed off to not get a shot because, you know, I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick just sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. And and, and here we go with the conversation about Geno Smith. Um, And and, and if you didn't hear our in here our show uh, earlier tonight, um, we, we had a conversation about the game against the Cardinals, and we talked about how Geno Smith got in the game. He was four for six. Uh, I know we threw that interception, but, I mean, as I've said many times, Geno Smith has had his opportunity to play quarterback in this league. So he, got, he gets drafted. He played 16 games his first season. Um, not a bad, I mean, for a rookie, not a bad year. I know they went eight and eight. But then you follow that up with, I mean, a horrible, you know, sophomore slump where you're turning the football over a lot more than you are scoring touchdowns. And then the offseason where Fitzpatrick comes in, remember, Fitzpatrick was supposed to be the backup quarterback. Right. And then once his name punches Gino in the face for not paying back some money, and then Fitzpatrick gets the job, and he goes out and throws 35 touchdowns, throws for over 4,000 yards, and basically chokes in the game against Buffalo to get in the playoffs. So here we are. The Jets are 1-5, and five, and to me, the Jets are going to the playoffs. I would put Geno Smith in there because it's his, I guess it's his last year in his contract, so you at least want to see what he can do, but... I don't have to see anything more for me to be convinced that Geno Smith is not a a, a good quarterback. It, it, it takes more it takes more to be a good quarterback than just throwing the football and being athletic. You got to have leadership skills. 
And that incident that happened where he got punched in the face was not a good example of being a leader. Because nobody, let me, let me tell you something, nobody punches the leader of a football, you know, of a football team in the right. face. No, I, I guarantee that, that, that that's an example of a lack of leadership there. Let's face it, Ryan Fitzpatrick, while we get on him about turning the football over, is a better leader than Geno Smith. Would, would you guys agree? Um, well, I'm going to take, I, here's my, here's well, my actually Reg, before you get started there, yeah. since it is yep. the, the show's called the Tuesday night's round table here of sports, we do have John Fisher on the line from Atlanta, Georgia as well. And I think you wanted to get in on this conversation with Trey and ourselves here. So first off, welcome John Fisher. Fish, what up? Appreciate you guys having me, Dollars. You can go ahead, Dollars. I'll, I'll wait till after you. Okay, go I ahead, will make a. Yeah, I don't want to make a point to have you guys expound on it. Here, here's my problem with all this, all right? Okay. Fitzpatrick is what he is. We already know what he is. And I didn't think Geno looked very, you know, looked bad, to be honest with you. I take Geno Smith over Landry Jones. That's one. Yes, you heard me say that. My problem with, with all of this is this, okay? We have an African-American coach, Boyles, okay? And we all scream about how... Black coaches or black um, quarterbacks and whatever don't get an opportunity. My man throws six interceptions in a game, okay? He looked horrible last uh, yesterday, and Boyles does not even think about giving Geno Smith an opportunity. Why does he get a free pass on that nonsense and, and not even showing Geno any love at all? Like, you can't. You can't play any worse than Fitzpatrick ha- has played. And then Boyles is like, well, I put him in as a relief pitcher, and we'll see how it goes. That's my question for you, gentlemen. I don't get it. Why does he not get any heat? And I think Geno at this point in time, you got to put him in there to see if he's any decent or any better at least than what he has right now. And okay, I'll well, let, yeah, let's let John Fisher jump in, and then uh, when Fisher's done, Trey, if you want to answer, go right ahead. I agree with what Dollar said. Um, let Gino let Gino get in there and see what he can do. You know, um, I don't know why Ty Bowles has not elected to pull the trigger. Now, I don't know if it's about the money that they elected to pay Fitzpatrick, the $12 million that they guaranteed him for the, for the season. But at the end of the day, um, Trey, uh, I don't I, – I, I really don't – name me three receivers that Geno Smith has played with. You know what I mean? That you would even consider for being in a Pro Bowl. And you can't name me one, you know? And, and when I say, like, the year, granted, I, I, I can't disagree with what you said, Trey, about the whole leadership thing, because you're right. right. No one's going to punch a leader in the face. Absolutely not. No one is going to punch a leader in the face. You know, all that, all that, that's, that whole situation aside, it was supposed to be Geno's team. It was going to be the first year where we can say he had some considerable weapons. Eric Decker was no longer his number one. Eric Decker was his number two, which Eric Decker is, is, a, is a great number two, just not a good number one. And then he had Brandon right. Marshall, and, and, you know, he had a good squad that was going to be behind him, and it ended up going south for him with the injury. Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, like Dollar said, I agree. You know what he is. Geno Smith went 8-8, eight and eight, if I'm not mistaken. I think he went 8-8 eight and eight as a rookie. Ryan Fitzpatrick has lived a career of 8-8. Eight and eight. So why would you want to pay a man, you know, $12 million 
who has a career of eight and eight instead of saying, okay, we got this young boy here. This dude here, you throw nine interceptions in two games. There's some people, I mean, come on now, even though it was only a 12-game span, Nick Foles threw two interceptions in one season. We, we, got, we got guys who throw less than nine interceptions in a season, and this guy threw them in two games. So I don't see what's the point. You can't, you can't blame this on Geno. They put him in the game when it was out of reach. Yeah. And I don't think like, – I agree with you, Reg, once again. I don't think Geno looked bad. Yeah, he threw the interception. But, I mean, his team has already quit. His, t- his team has already quit on him. Okay. So, with that being said, man, I, I just feel like Geno needs a fair shot because Ryan Fitzpatrick clearly is not going to get it done the same way as he never has. Trey, what do you think? Well, Fish, let me first off say I agree with you in a sense that when he first got in the league – he didn't have legit weapons. I think he had Eric Decker um, his second year, which they tried to make him a number one receiver when he's really a number two. So I agree with you there that the Jets could have gotten him some more weapons to work with. But I'll, I'll go back to this again. It's about the locker room, and it's about the players who look up to the leader. And if you put Fitzpatrick and Geno side by side, and you ask the crowd of people in the locker room who's a better leader, they're going to point to Fitzpatrick, unfortunately. Now, uh, let me give Fitzpatrick just a little bit of credit here. He had a stellar season last year. I mean, a career year last year. I mean, a year where, I mean, that nobody even expected that he would do. Now, he had the weapons. Eric Decker was your number two. Brandon Marshall was your number one. Um, I mean, that offense looked like, I mean, that, that might have been the best offense in Jets history, period. So, I mean, when you look at the results and you look at the type of leader that those players sought him to be, uh, it, it, it made no sense for Bowles to make the switch at that point. Now, fast forward to this season where the Jets start off slow. They're, I think they're one and one, and then they lose the Kansas City game to where he throws six picks, and now you're one and two, one, I guess one and two, one and three, whatever. At that point, the season is still kind of early. It's still kind of fresh. So you don't want to make the change at that point in the season. Now we're at one and four. Right. Now you're at one and four, and now it's like, oh, we, we, might, we might not be going anywhere this year. Now the conversation starts to take place where, you got to put Geno Smith in, or you have to at least talk about should we put Geno in here, or 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 for that matter, Bryce Petty or whoever else is the backups on that team. Because let's face it, I know you paid him twelve million dollars, but you're one in five, and, and let's face it, the Jets' schedule as we saw it coming into the season was a tough, tough schedule to begin with. I mean, they just played what five out of six teams that were in the playoffs last year. So, yeah, I mean, they basically... Last year. Well, right. So, basically, they've lost to every playoff team from a year ago. So now you're right. at the point... Go ahead, go ahead. They, are, they were hit hard on the defensive end. I mean, defensive line. I'll give them that. But here's the thing. Matt Flynn got a three-year damn near $20 million contract. And you know what? Pete Carroll said, I don't really care. Russell Wilson is going to beat him out. My problem is that my man, 
Boyles got had the audacity, and I watched the game because I was I had anyway, and I'm praying for fantasy points. But he watched the game and he threw Geno Smith under the bus. Was like as if he, oh, he fumbled. Like the line was horrible. He made very good plays, and actually he threw an interception because he was chased out of the pocket. Fitzpatrick would have gotten sacked. It was just so sad and disappointing that the head coach has just disrespected Geno Smith for whatever reason. No one calls on that. No one – and it's, I've always said, and I'm going to be done, if you, can't, right. if you can't have an African-American coach give an African-American quarterback an opportunity to succeed, then nobody's going to, to give Geno an opportunity. That's all I'm saying. The guy deserves it. Fitzpatrick is – been horrible and get it done let it you know let give the man a shot i don't get what's going on right 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 yeah and, and i'm gonna say this i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna jump in here real quick trey i don't uh-huh. know how much of a leader they expect fitzpatrick to be i get what you're saying but if you look at fitzpatrick's history whenever he's led a team at quarterback the team has never made the he is he he has the most i think um career started game uh, for a quarterback who has never made the playoffs, you know. So I don't think that those guys say, okay, well, now this is one thing we know about Brandon Marshall. No matter who's his quarterback, he's going to grab his pom-poms and he's going to support his quarterback. He supported Jay Cutler right. until he wasn't there anymore, you know. So um, with that being said, yeah, yeah, Brandon Marshall is going to go out there and say, okay, yeah, we're going to ride for Fitzpatrick. Of course, because last year they had a good year. They don't want to base it on one – on they don't want to base the whole – next season off of one game. But when you're looking at what this guy does now, I've never seen Geno Smith throw six interceptions in one game. Granted, he hasn't played as many games as Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, he, oh, he hasn't. hasn't right. As many games as Ryan. But I've never seen Geno Smith throw six interceptions in a game. Furthermore, I don't think Geno Smith would be allowed to throw more than four interceptions in a game before he would be pulled. So with that being said, I don't care how much you're paying this guy. I don't care if it's $12 million, I don't care if it's $20 million. Well, If he's sticking up the joint, he's sticking up the joint. Nine interceptions in two games is something that we call inexplicable. You cannot explain that. No, and, and again, this is the Gov Vince right here, folks. Again, sports done right here, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. Uh, got the roundtable of sports nights going here with Reggie Lawrence, John Fisher on the line. We got Trey Frazier on here as well from um, the uh, Barbershop podcast, uh, sports podcast, excuse me. So l- let me ask you this, because, and, you know, just to get it off Gino here for a minute. Because we're kind of getting down towards the home stretch of the show here. Let me just get your guys' thoughts outside of little dollars and cents there of my Minnesota Vikings, man. Um, my Minnesota Vikings, undefeated, baby. Let me start with Trey here. Trey, give me your thoughts on, on my favorite team here, the Minnesota Vikings. How's it looking so far for them? Well, I'll be honest with you, Vince. I had them out of the playoff picture um, before the season started. And then Teddy Bridgewater goes down. Then you make the trade for Sam Bradford. And all of a sudden, Sam Bradford looks like uh, Steve Young. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's crazy how the season for the Vikings has turned out. Uh, that defense is spectacular. I mean, top, uh, easily top two defense in the league right now. Uh, Mike Zimmer has got them playing on all cylinders right now. 
and even without Adrian Peterson, and really without even a run game to speak of. Um, this team is doing what it's doing. Um, I, I, I got them as my number one team right now in my power rankings. Um, you know, they're undefeated, they're 5-0. Um, they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um, when you look around the NFC, you look at Dallas and what they're doing. Um, Seattle is going to be there. They got the pedigree. The Falcons are trying to make that step up. I think they're legit. Um, the Packers, we don't know what's wrong with the Packers. Um, you know, but Aaron Rodgers has not had a great season thus far. And, um, and, and the NFC East, I mean, let's not forget the Redskins are four and two. Uh, the Giants are three and three. The Eagles are three and two. So, um, it's, it's a lot of competition in the NFC, but for my money right now, the Vikings to me look like a legit Super Bowl contender with the way they're playing. How about you, Fish? Um, honestly speaking right now, I think the Vikings are the best team in the league. And that's through, you know, the first six weeks of the season. If you really, if you really look at what they're doing now, one thing that we can say, um, no one can really call Sam Bradford, really call Sam Bradford is brittle. Um, but he, the funny thing about it is, um, Gov and, 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 and Trey and, and, and Reg, the funny thing about mm-hmm. Sam Bradford is um, he didn't play with any weapons necessarily so in St. Louis. Um, right. He doesn't necessarily have, you know, he's had to play a game without Dick. He doesn't necessarily killer weapons out there in Minnesota right now. But what they're able, these dudes are actually manufacturing rushing yards. They are going uh, in, in Wildcat with uh, uh, taking the snap at quarterback. Uh, and, 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 Man, I think that they're this is they're this year's Denver Broncos because Sam Bradford isn't making isn't making many mistakes or any mistakes. Uh, I think he's still yet to turn the ball over, so he isn't. Game is doing well enough, and that defense is so stifling; it is just is overwhelming. Not to mention the fact they are great on special teams. So when you got a team who is great on special teams, great on defense. And their offense does just enough um, not to mess it up and doesn't turn the ball over. You have what I what I what I would call you got a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. Okay, cool man. I appreciate it. Um, okay, let me ask you guys this last question here as we got to wrap it up. As we go through the NFL season, take your favorite teams. I know Fisher; he's got his Eagles. Um, obviously, you got the Ravens here with Trey. How do you see, you know, barring any major injuries or anything like this, how do you see this season playing out for your respective teams? Um, you know, can they get back to the playoffs? And uh, if so, do they got a real shot of going deep in the playoffs this year? Well, for the Ravens, um, it's, it's going to depend on the health of the offensive line at this point. Um, I've watched six games already where they're playing close games, the games could go either way, and they're just not playing fundamental football right now. I think we lead the league in penalties right now with 52 total. That's not going to cut it when you're trying to make a playoff push. So with that being said, they're 3-3 three and three right now. They just got to get healthy on the offensive line. Um, the defense, they got to get Jimmy Smith back somehow. He was lost in that game against the Giants with a concussion, and we put some – you know, some guys back there and, you know, they couldn't stop Odell Beckham. So um, 
we, we just got to get healthy in certain spots of the team. If we can do that, minimize the penalties, and the coach not go for it on fourth down every time and use his kicker to kick field goals, we might be in great shape considering what's happening in Pittsburgh with the injuries over there. Cool. And Fish, how about your Eagles, man? We got a big game coming up this week. Um, you know, if you guys pull the upset and whatnot, can uh, the Eagles kind of stop the bleeding that we've been seeing here the past couple weeks and get it back on track? Uh, I, I see it, I see it downhill for the Eagles. Uh, and I'm going to keep it 100. Um, we were looking good the first three games of the season. Now the NFL has upheld Lane Johnson's um, suspension. And if anybody got a chance to actually watch the game between us and Washington, um, Ryan Kerrigan had like three sacks in the first half. I think he finished with like five. Our our right tackle who's replacing Lane Johnson is a rookie, and he just got beat up. And unless we pick somebody up, which I don't know who's available for us to pick up, I think that's going to be a big problem. Um, look, Carson Wentz, you know, he can, he's, mo- he, he, he's mobile. He can get out of the pocket, but at the same time, by the time he sets his feet, when the pocket is collapsing in his lap, there's nothing he can do. And with that being said, um, I don't know how we're going to hold up against the other teams in, in the division, especially Dallas. Look, looking at the way that Washington mm. ran the ball against us last week, like they, they really looked like, I mean, it looked like John Riggins was back there, you know, or, or, or Clinton Portis was back there or something. It was unbelievable the way they were able to gash us in a running game. And if we can't correct that, coming into that game, having one of the top um, defenses in the league, it, 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 it's not going to be good for us. Not, not, only, not only that, now I can't blame the defense totally because this was the first time our offense was experiencing a lot of three and outs. A lot of three and outs because the pocket is getting collapsed. You know, when can't get time to set his feet. Running game is uh, so-so, and it's just, you know, right now we're doing a running back by committee thing. So I don't know, Gov, like if we, if, if, if we can't beat you guys, um, I think we're going to be sailing in the wrong direction because then we got to come back, we got to face Dallas, who has a very strong um, running game, and I, I really don't know. If we right. end up at 3-5, and five, I see us either finishing third or fourth in the division. Cool. Well, hey, fellows, again, from me and Reggie, uh, all the the staff here at the Governor's Mansion here in Minnesota, thank you, both of you for joining us on the roundtable here, talking some sports. Trey, again, um, you know, you guys got a great show over there at the uh, barbershop. And uh, on my Sports Done Right Facebook page, I'll get all the tweeted information out and get all your contact info out there for you. And, you know, keep listening, man. We'd love to have you back on. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Vince. We appreciate it, man. Appreciate you having us on. All right. Thanks, brother. Tune it in, man. All right. Cool. Trey and Fisher, I mean, the same thing. Uh, Cooking with the microwave in the afternoon now, man. Nice. I like that little drive time action coming home from work. Um, Yeah, I've I've been getting a whole lot more ratings lately doing it in the afternoon, man. I'm just blessed that. You know, you guys still support me, and you guys got a, a group of followers that also support us and support what we're doing. Well, hey, no. man, you know, X-Squad is is what it's all about, man, and we got your back. You definitely uh, have our back, and that's the good thing about working with people like you and Kesey and everybody else, man, the X-Squad Hold up. nation. 
You know what I mean? Hold oh, on, man. Geez. Like you didn't now even ask me about my spot. Hold on, back, back up. Oh, the, to me, the best team in the in the NFL. I hate to say this is the damn Patriots. I hate to do it. I hate it. And, and but now, that, as I'm getting into with Fisher, now you got to interject that nonsense. Well, because you didn't even let me talk. You just went around the horn, player. All right. You, I'm just all right. Let's to- let little sawed off talk here. Go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of a little sawed off, you might want to keep an eye on your Cubs. But anyway, I'm just saying, um, one of your mini teams. But I'm just saying the Patriots, unfortunately, probably when you're talking about talent-wise and coaching, that's what's going to win it, okay? It's clear as day when you have very good coaches and people that can ch- um, you know, change a game plan and switch things up, they're going to win. All right. So the the Eagles came in and land bases the Steelers. Hmm. Doesn't surprise me. And that's the Steelers MO is um when poor coaching, poor game planning, they lose. They got beat by the Miami Dolphins, who hadn't beat anybody but the Cleveland Browns. All right. Hmm. That that's that's the MO of the Steelers. With that being said, fine. But the other thing that I wanted to highlight just a few points that want you to check out and, and do research on. You have, uh, let's see here, one of the best running backs in the game, and you throw the ball a million times. Horrible game plan, okay? And then you got Big Ben out there. He gets hurt, right? And then they bring in Landry Jones. It's third down and one. The game was still in reach. What did they do? They have to drop back and throw the ball on third and one instead of giving it to Le'Veon Bell. All right, and then your boys already hurt. The game is over, and you still have Big Ben out there throwing the ball with five minutes left and risking further injury. So it is what it is. That's the Steelers' mo. That's how it's always been. The coaching is very poor, and they don't um, get up for teams that they should beat. And it's just despicable. I'm sorry, Gov. I'm sorry, Gov. I know we were talking about. I thought we were talking about who we thought was the best team in the league, not 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 about the the the, the violin for the Steelers right now. Man, this Thank is our you, show. Exactly. I can say well, hey, I hold up, hold up, man. First <laughs> off, yeah, you know, first off, just shut up over there, man. He's such an angry little man, Fisher. He's such an angry little dude. I'm taller I mean, than Man DeLeon, so I ain't little. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man. I'm I got, honestly speaking, fellas. I got the Vikings punching the Patriots in the mouth, man. So do I. Um, Sam Bradford, I think, does that. well enough. Yeah. Why is it always got to be if, with if apples? They, they I think Reggie's got ball. a Reggie got a gambling problem, Here's man. The thing. He, he's a twelve. Your Vikings stuffer. are going to lose to Dallas. They're not even going to win the division. That's okay. But would you no, like to put apples on Vikings? Gonna, so, 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 who's going to win that division? Are you going to tell me Green Bay is going to win that division? You know what. Are you going to tell me? Are you? Are you going to tell yeah, me? Detroit I can see Green Bay coming back. I, I'm telling really? you this: it's not. Go, it's not going to. Minnesota is going to lose. And I, if you want to, you can bitch about apples betting, but either put your money where your mouth is and bet. Da, they're going to okay, lose to Dallas. Ease up, ease up. Uh, you over here like you Minnesota can, Vegas. Minnesota can lose four games, but I still think dollars. If you look at their team overall, now you know this is. Outside of, you know, you and rivaling Vince and all of that stuff, outside of all of that, if you look at their team as a whole, man, Minnesota is in, 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 the only team I can see that 
in the NFC that probably can beat Minnesota to me right now is is, is um uh, uh damn it is Dallas. Well, right. The Giants can That's beat the only them, Minnesota as well. No, da- Giants, oh, can't, Giants cannot beat them. Reggie, the stop Giants getting high on your own supply. Y'all all hopping on this bandwagon after five but, well, games. Well, let me games. tell y'all something about Green Bay. Let me tell y'all something about Green Bay. And this is something I've said before. Um, one thing about Aaron Rodgers, I said this before the season even started, I think on this show, Gov. Uh, one thing about Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers does not play well from behind. He does not. So if you get Aaron Rodgers behind 10 to 14 points, you can almost book it that you're going to win that game. He has some comeback victories, but not many, and definitely not many to where it wasn't the fact that they were leading and the team took you know uh, a three-point lead and then he had to come back for the game when it dropped. Aaron Rodgers does not play well from behind. I do not see Green Bay doing anything this year. I'm going to write record this. Minnesota will not – come out of the NFC. They're, they're not going to represent the NFC oh, in the Super Bowl. Reggie. It will not be the Vikings. Now, if y'all two big mouths want to put your money where your mouth is or your there apples or whatever fish. you want to bet, I don't fish. care. He's so either in. y'all want to come on here talking smack. We'll wait till playoff time. We'll oh, here we go. Why, wait, why not do it happen? now? Because if Linville Joseph, Linville Joseph goes down, then I'm not making that bet. You know, he can go down two weeks from now. I'm not, I'm not making that bet. Okay. What about Linville, you, Vince? Linville Joseph's you're real tough talk. <laughs> you're a real <laughs> tough talker. Oh boy. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's no fun betting when um when the playoffs are here. Why don't you ruin your bet, smack now? Bet, just bet. Bet, Reg. You're bet, all bet, about bet. the Vikings. Apples, apples, apples. All bet, about bet, the Vikings. This is go, the same go. cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah Fish. Governor, notice notice he's no, notice he's saying this now, Gov, that his quarterback's hurt, so He's oh, got to attack everybody else's other. Oh, I know, man. That's team. what little shot off always Big does. will be back, and they st- and I still think Where's it's going to be between Pittsburgh and New England. Oh, at? we got it no. queued up. Here it is. It's right here for him. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Reggie Big Song ben once again, back, and it will be oh, Pittsburgh and New England uh, playing for the AFC. Ladies and gentlemen, just enjoy the music first. Little hands. Since I'm not the shortest person in X in X Squad, you can't play that song. Don't be an a hole. <laughs> Don't be short, an a hole. You're the shortest person in X Squad. That's his co-host. Exactly. No, nah, man, we're talking exactly. about X Squad in general. Uh, hold I hold up, hold up. Let me get let me let me speak to little little mad here for a minute because he's been over here talking nonsense for the past couple weeks. Talk knowledge. You talk nonsense. You're angry. I keep telling you to go see the therapist. I mean, you you got to get it. I mean, the anger, brother, it just it comes out in such ways that manifests itself into just ignorant sports chat for lack I'm of a better polished. term, man. I am very polished. I ain't the dummy that paid season tickets for Minnesota Gophers. Who's the dummy? You big dummy. First off, I represent my school, my state. And by the way, I am proud of my Big Ten degree from the University of Minnesota. I had nothing I to say about your degree. There, as opposed to somebody that rides coattails and bandwagons, much like yourself when you're picking your Mr. Team, so. Champ Sports over here. I said nothing about your degree. I said about your Fiscal responsibility in purchasing season tickets to a team that's going to win two games at best every year. 
Okay, well, they've won more than that, but okay, anyway. So, Already. John Fisher, let, yeah. me, let, let me get back <laughs> with somebody that knows a little something on sports here. Uh, oh, Fish, be, hey, hush. Be, Fish, Same be, guy that was talking about Golden State, right? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Here oh, we go. I'm sorry. Wait a minute, dog. We talking about four points here? Yeah, dude. Three one. Y'all got that? We're talking about four points. I, was, I, I'm, I gave, I gave Cleveland, I gave Cleveland the credit, and they yeah. deserve the credit. But let's not act like I was going out on the limb thinking Golden State. Golden State was, they were the favorites. Rightfully so, and LeBron did what he had to do. Oh, the him Cavaliers. and Kyrie, and they upset. They, they upset the Apple Cart. It happens, you know. They it didn't happens. upset anybody. They were a better team. Fugazi, your boys were a bunch of frauds the year before, and last year they got exposed. Okay, and, well, well, hey, well, 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 we'll see about that. Hold this up, year. even in the chat room, the first lady of Minnesota sports is asking Reg if oh, he's getting high it. on his own supply. Damn it, first lady! <laughs> damn internet. <laughs> Reg, I think Reg is, is is his own little guinea pig. So when <laughs> when Reg creates a new drug, he's like, all right, well, let me try this first. Exactly. Before I, before, <laughs> exactly. Let me see if it's safe I'm to just test it out there. I'm gonna test it with myself first. <laughs> uh, well, that and also it don't help that he's sipping on us uh, cold forty five too. So <laughs> that's old English for you, sir. <laughs> old English, please. Oh, you on that a ball? <laughs> Fine, go ahead. Y'all two do your thing. All right, I'm done. No, nah, we're good, man. I'm going to let y'all close y'all show. I know y'all up against it, man. Um, listen, I, I really want to say um, the chemistry you two guys have is, is uncanny, man. Like, You know, somebody's got to carry think, the little man. I would think man. y'all were sitting next to each other. <laughs> what did you just say? What did you just say? I said oh, your hair looks man. cute tonight, Reg. Man, listen, you went from a Jerry, a Jerry curl... <laughs> Back in the day, see your cute little. You just still got your little fade, little box fade you, you got know, going all, on. All over this there. from a man that can play handball on the curb of a street. You need to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an. I was an elite drop athlete. Drop the mic. Drop. Drop the mic. Exactly. My drop the mic. Me. I gotta go, fellas. You guys. <laughs> right. I love y'all, man. Um, great Back show. Like I you, say, brother. your chemistry. Your chemistry is unmatchable, man. And I love it, and I'm glad that you guys um, accept my phone call every week, man. Hey, thanks for joining the uh, the roundtable of sports talk tonight, man. I appreciate it, Fish. You have a good one, brother. No doubt, Later, man. Fish. Later. Oh, whoops, I didn't mean to cut him off right like that, but that was John Fisher, ladies and gentlemen. Host of Cooking with the Microwave. Oh, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. What can Vincent, I say, my brother? Vincent Wright. What's your middle name, Vincent? Uh, um, Edward. Okay. All right. Is that okay? Cool. Is there something wrong with that? That is is, is perfectly and got, okay. And we got Reginald. Dion. D. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what you trying Dion. to say, man? <laughs> you a line stepper, man. <laughs> Line stepper. That's what you do, Vince. Oh, ain't no line stepping because the gun says fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, man. Anyway. Uh, Big Melvin in the chat room saying, Great show, fellas. Thank you so much. Mom, yes, mom. uh, Putting out the middle name that she gave me. Yes, um, was 
named after kind of a dual threat purpose. I was named after my uncle, and I was also named after this dude, Dr. Ben Casey, who was on TV in the late 60s that my mom thought was cute or something. I don't know. It's like her favorite TV show or something. (laughs) Nice. I like your mom. I'm still trying to understand how she produced an offspring like yourself. Oh, Reggie, I don't know what we're going to do with you, man. You 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 keep talking just nonsense. It's nasty sometimes, man. You try to bully You are, me. Reg. I mean, you you're so filled with hatred and you're always <laughs> playing the race card from the bottom of the deck. You're getting high on your own supply. Poor Carla, man. Poor Carla. That that lovely red-headed lady has got to put up with you. Lord or Angie mercy. Wright. How about, I mean, you oh, like Angie hate is lucky about... to be able to worship at the altar that I'm at, man. You pulling the um, pulling the Donald Trump basically saying that your wife is lying about playing basketball? I mean, no, then... I said she's lying about being all conference. So, okay, same thing. I mean, t- telling her to produce these records. How about Jews there, sir? To, what is it? To death do you part? You supposed to uphold your wife? You know what? When you talk, when you talk, you remind me of Doctor Ben Carson. Oh, here, oh, you, here, and here's close. the thing: you got you not come from a medical close. background, but when you start talking, man, you make no damn sense. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, come on, man, be quiet, Reg. You know what I'm gonna do for you, Vince, and 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 Ma Bell and and Angie. You know what I'm gonna do for you, Vince, when I come What's up that? there. What's that? What you going? I'm gonna take you shopping and and get you all suited and booted because I have a fashion degree, so therefore um, I can help you out with your dress selection, even to help you out when you go to work. All right. So I didn't come from a medical degree. I was a fashion degree, but I was intelligent enough to be able to transition into the medical field. Ladies but I can help you out with things on fashion. Welcome to the match game. The only thing you're going to match, homeboy. First off, I'm going to leave that to Rel. Rel Scott's the fashion king up in here, my brother. Don't worry about it. But I would love. Did you say you had a degree in fashion? Yeah, I do have a degree. I have an associate's in fashion merchandising. That is correct. Hey, Nass. Wow. Anything else you want to know? Merchandising, homie. <laughs> <laughs> you what know, kind of fashion you merchandising? It's that's the, the terminology for the degree. So I was in <laughs> even to Jay Fisher just designer and a buyer. You know what room, that is, right? uh, talk here. Jay Fisher says they give degrees for fashion. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, they do. Uh, uh, yeah, they do, Jay Fish. Yeah. Uh, Grego says truck. Bill, oh, yeah, we got a welcome truck D up in here as well. He came in a little later, big truck. Um, but Grego says truck Belichick says he's done with the faulty crap. Back to old school pictures. Yeah, he's uh, not doing the, the tablets anymore. Basically, he don't know how to work them, but, hey, you know. He's an older dude. I get that. Oh, um, look at that. Your two lovely ladies in your life definitely um, are in agreement with me. You see that? My bell sounds good. Can't wait to see the new gov. think it's fantastic. Angie, the first lady, right. Fashion? The gov needs a lot of help in that department. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First off, some of the stuff Angie wears looks – okay, I better not even go there. I better not even go look there. Look at We're you. Yep, look, see? But you, you throw, know what? You, you know what? I'm all open. I, I no, no. Hey, I, I got great stuff here. 
She never wants to come shopping with the gov when I'm going out to get some stuff. But hey, I digress. What can I say? I got a question for you. When you're out and about, do you ever bring clothes home for your lovely wife and say, hey, this or text her and say, I think this will look cute on you. Do you ever do that or do you even have that ability? Yeah, well, usually I'm at Victoria's Secrets when it's done. But, you know, by, by yourself, you have Victoria's Secrets. I might be passing by. Okay, I can guarantee you when Carla comes on this show, she will talk to you about my fashion sense. And when I'm out and about, I can see something and I will say, hey, I'm going to bring this home. This looks cute on you. She gets her um, call Stitch Fix. It's a company that sends items, clothing. Guess who helps her pick things out? When we go clothes shopping, guess who helps her pick out outfits? That would be me, sir. So I can help you out because clearly I'm hearing that your fashion sense is a little bit uh, a little, uh, to be desired for her on occasion. But I got you for free. You good with that? Oh, boy. I tell you. I tell you. Still rocking members only jackets over yeah, here. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm <laughs> doing. Anyway, folks, this has been Sports Done Right. I'm calling this the Tuesday Night Roundtable. I want to... Thank Trey Frazier for popping up in here again, the uh, Barbershop Sports Podcast. You can follow him on Spreaker there. They do a great job talking sports on a daily basis. Make sure you're checking them out as well. We got my main man here, Little Sawed Off, um, <laughs> uh, Linux Mall Champion, <laughs> that Reggie was good. Lawrence, Fashion Extraordinaire. Hello. Um, doing his thing, uh, Reggie, he's going to be rocking another DJ set here. Uh, the fashion King put up a little, little George Michael or something for him here on the outro music. Don't even uh, go there. (laughs) Can I make a quick announcement by the way? Go right ahead, boss. So, um, I just, um, actually I got to meet up with this, this lady here. She, um, is starting a semi-pro basketball team in Kalamazoo. So she had, through different people, had asked if I could actually DJ and announce um, for her semi-pro basketball league. So pretty excited. What? So your boy's going to be spinning some tunes, man, doing some big things. Oh, man, look at you, brother. Well, first, studio audience is definitely in agreement. All right. Very well done, brother Reg. Very happy I appreciate for you, it. Yeah, that's the nicest thing you've said to me in a while. Well, I had the George Michael queued up, but I'm going to hold off on that. So, you know, you take your fashion degree and do what you got to do. Hold on. Fashion pharmaceutical sales. Okay. Um, yeah, is there a problem with that? I mean, what's your no, degree man. in? My degree's in history. I get it. I didn't say oh, Okay. No. So, and then now you selling insurance? No, man. Mortgage consulting. Annuities. Brother. So, <laughs> so you want history to selling, selling more, to consult people on mortgages? Uh, hey, pays oh, the okay. bills, homie. Pays the bills. Thank you. That's exactly. It's funny when I dig and ask questions, what I find oh, out boy. that you do not tell the whole truth, including um, when your fraternity brother hops on and he tells all kinds of stuff that you claim to do. History. <laughs> who, the hell, who the hell goes to school for history? What were you what were you going to do Vince with that degree? I was always going to be and ironically my wife will attest I always told people I was going to be the, the first black governor of the state of Minnesota. Just happened that it came as a sports governor. 
you would have probably did been a pretty good governor because you waffle and that's a very good trait that politicians have they can't make oh, up their mind one true. way or the other and they don't want to you know get people upset at them so you would do pretty good at that you know what reg here's what? the thing man I would have been a great governor of this state. People like me. Says like who? People. Says everyone, man. I'm not angry like you. And to be the governor of this great state, you got to have you got to be an optimist, man. That's all I'm saying. You know, and now uh-oh, you got the we got a little special guest here as we uh exit the show, the first lady of Minnesota sports herself, Angela Wright. Um Angie, what do you have to say here in parting? Well, there's there's one reason, Reg, why Vince can never run for office. Uh oh. <laughs> you know don't don't be, say it. Don't tell her. This ought to be good. There are videotapes. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Angie. Goodbye. Thank you very oh, much. This good stuff. Goodbye. Goodbye. What, you, what kind of tape you got going, Vince? All right. We'd like to thank you for joining us on the Sports Done Right show tonight. Um, with that being said, the sports governor is making a hasty retreat to the west wing of the executive mansion here on the uh, palatial lakeside estate. Reggie, what do you got to say? WikiLeaks uh, <laughs> coming out in this bitch. <laughs> I will get these secrets eventually, sir. But it's been fun, man. I, I hey, always enjoy You do uh, what you got to do. And uh, hey, we got access to Carla now, too. So be careful where you tread, Wiki. <laughs> uh it's been fun man uh, it has been uh, man great show as always here um i called this one the tuesday night round tables i knew we'd have a couple guests coming in just kind of got everybody on the line kind of went around the horn there so to speak bad pun but you get it man so nights of the sports table i thank you guys very much for joining me um sunday we're gonna try and get going back here with the snm sports and more show yeah, I need for you to please work with your lovely wife and figure that out because I, I don't I feel, you know, nervous when uh, it, I get a I didn't know about this. So let, um, let's work that out. Angie in the ch- in the chat room here says two words campus. Well, she meant to say campus Carney. I, re- I guess referring to the videotape. Grego says Trump has tapes and he's OK. Keep the dream right on Grego. Right. I'm going to get a hold of them tapes. Don't you worry, Vince. Team, team Broadcasting Togo says, I am never stepping in Minnesota if there are tapes somewhere there. <laughs> You're fine, man. You're fine. Get on up here. Reggie isn't being nice to Vince, Mama Bell. Let me know when I can fire away to defend your son. Thank you, Togo. That's right. All right. Well, we'll get together soon, man. We're still rolling up in November. Yeah. So, um like I said, man, it's been a good time, my brother, and um, be exciting when your Vikings come back. I'm I'm ex- anxious to see how well they uh, they continue to do. Well, I am very excited as well, brother, and hopefully we'll see how Pittsburgh plays here. Because again, we got Big Ben; he's going to be down for for a moment or two. So let's see how it goes with your squad as well, brother. Cool. All right, homie. With that being said. Time to get on out of here, folks. Thank you again so much for joining us. On behalf of DJ Dollars and Cents, Reggie Lawrence. 
Reggie's not paying attention, so I'll say goodbye on his behalf. Goodbye, everybody. See, I was reading again, the- once again, short people, short <laughs> attention spans. I'll leave it at uh, that. You- we didn't even say what's up to Rough Buff, man. I think he boxed oh, in my here. Bad, Ru- my bad. Yeah, Rough, rough Buff. Make sure you check out the replay, man. Um, we're just ending the show here. So, again, thank everybody. X-Squad Affiliates, Stewart Media and Entertainment Network, man. The X-Squad doing big things. Check them out. XSquadAffiliates.com is where you'll find us. And uh, keep your ears open. Lots of fun news coming your way very soon, people. So, with that being said... We are out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.